Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Well, okay. Yeah. Good. Seth? Good. How are you? Oh, good. Good. Oh. I'm doing... You? Okay. Doing good. Okay. <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> You know, uh, on the last episode when I said, oh, I'm not feeling that good. It's not COVID, though. Mm. It turns out it was COVID. That was. Uh, And I somehow was spared. Forrest was spared, even though we talked straight into each other's face for an hour and a half. I probably got some of your breath in my mouth that multiple night. times multiple probably times. yeah we're it's not like we're not close when we record this. yeah um it's we are close <laughs> um so uh vaccinations help yeah so go get vaccinated and boosted and all that good stuff uh waxed vax and boosted truly um so forrest is the perfect shining example of that <laughs> in that he didn't get it and yet was in the room with someone that had it for two hours. Woo. Yes. Um, he was in the room where but, it happened. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm feeling better now. I, I will have a cough occasionally. Uh, so it's just lingering. Is that a threat? No. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's that long COVID. It's, it's where it's gone, but it still is hanging out with you. Even though you'd rather it leave your house, yeah. Um, we all know someone like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's given me a lot of time to reflect on video games and, and video games that I liked. Um, we're not we're 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 just going to talk about some video games that we loved from this year. Um, I if you've ever listened to our game of the year. Or like uh, end of the year episodes, we we tend to uh, not do anything conventional um, because it it's just I I hate end of the year lists and it like all games are oh never mind I was about to say all games are good uh, <laughs> games that we Wrong. like are good but it I don't know I don't like assigning number values and stuff to them yeah. Um, and that's why we except do, for when we do the Unimind, but but right, but or that's, if they're sequels, in which case they often it have is the good to have two. numbers assigned to them, right? But like that's why we do the suplex certification at the end of the day is, or um, if they're math games, Those yeah, they do have numbers, numbers assigned to them. Um, but that's why we do the certification because then you know it's do you recommend this or not? Like Seth, at the end of the day, loves the Xenoblade Chronicles games. You hear him explain how he struggles with recommending them to people sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's video gaming is a spectrum. <laughs> like, uh, and sometimes you're a dirty little gremlin that likes weird things and you play all the pick crosses all the time. And, you know, it's, it's just it. So we're going to talk about games that had impact on us. Uh, this we did. Year. We did try uh, and think of what could be a fun way to run down games from this year, but kind of turns out that not for 
at least for me, there really aren't all that many games that I think I, I think that is the most important thing we should touch on first, Seth. Is that this year was the game of or the year of games that didn't affect us that much. Yeah. Uh we all kind of came to that conclusion. Um how many games do you think you finished, Seth, that really affected you this year? Like, think about mm. it. I don't know. I could probably count on one hand. Um, I'm just trying to think of how many games I actually finished. Uh, because I did find myself a lot um, pl- playing games that I didn't finish. That, because yeah. they were mediocre. I I was thinking about that a lot over this the course of this entire day. Uh, I was going through my list earlier, and I was like, "Man, I really like I played a fair bit that I feel like I'm like I'm pretty proud of, but I did not beat as much as I did I think last year." So last year I beat 27 video games. I've done a good job of writing down all of the video games I've beaten. Yeah, this year I only beat. Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, and that is because I did this thing called self growth, and I more than once was willing to stop playing something in the middle of it and being like, "I don't have to do this anymore." Yeah, and that's good for you. More people should do that. It's great because, like, at the end of the day, like. We love video games. We want to try out as many as we are interested in, you know? But that doesn't necessarily mean we have to complete all of them. Right. If it ends up not meeting expectations, cool. We can tell people that. And beating a bad game is... Not as much of a badge of honor as you think it is. Yeah, trust me, it's not. As I have learned. Like, looking back on last year, uh, I swear I would... I regret playing most of those video games. <laughs> I regret playing I Am Fish. I I like Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I should not have finished that game. Yeah? No, I shouldn't have. It that wasn't, wasn't a like, long one. Right, but it didn't deserve the extra five hours it took to beat the second half of it. Yeah, fair. Uh, uh, 12 minutes should have <laughs> never... That game sh- took more than 12 minutes to beat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was already too much. Like, I'm looking back That's on some of these failed. games that I, I beat. It truly like, is. Uh, if that game had stopped at the 12-minute mark, it would have kept yeah. out a lot of the terrible things. I shouldn't have it. beat Little Nightmares 2. Um, yeah, so there's at least five games on this list last year that I shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm fine without. Super Liminal I wasn't super in love with. I thought it was fine, but it was nothing special. Yeah. Um, but this year was the year of me deciding not to finish things. Um, <laughs> now there are some honorable mentions cause I'm in the middle of a couple of games that I am enjoying. Yeah. Uh, like I am playing Pokemon Scarlet right now or Pokemon Violet. Um, and I am enjoying it. I'm about two hours, three hours in and I am actually finding a lot of fun in it. Uh, I regret not playing it sooner. Um, like That's going to be my regret in about, like, two months when I get around to it. Yeah, and, like, uh, I mean, maybe not, because there's going to be a patch for sure that's going to help perf- with performance, because they're working on it. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, I'm in the middle of playing Sonic Frontiers and Midnight Suns, and both of those are longer games, and I am not close to beating them. Um, but I, I would be, you know, we, we talked about it for an extensive amount of time this year. Um, I don't, I, I want to circle back to it though, because, uh, I had a wonderful conversation the other day with my coworker, Josh. Um, and you know, sometimes you beat a video game and it, it doesn't like leave your brain, but like you start to forget what made you attracted to it in the first place. Um, and Josh and I at work talked about Elden Ring for maybe like two and a half hours the other day. It's such an easy thing to do. And I like, I found myself getting like emotional (laughs) about like my journey through that video game. Yeah. Because I, I remember so and, and like you don't necessarily um you don't necessarily know you're retaining some things when you're playing something like uh like kind of like you like if you've ever seen the movie Inside Out like you don't necessarily know what little things are becoming memories until you start to talk about it and dredge up your experience with it and then you know you you dig up what is a memory for you. And there's so many little things in that video game that I just have such a fond memory of, like the fact that you guys were so blown away that I killed D like at the beginning of the game. I can't believe that. And didn't have any of his quest line, but I had his sick armor for the whole video game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And (laughs) you know, I know. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I he was among a bunch of enemies and I thought he was the leader of the mob of enemies that spawned in. Uh you know, and that was before, <laughs> you know, if and you when you kill him, Turtle Pope doesn't bring him back. So it's true. Um Turtle Pope only unaggros people. Yeah. Um he can't perform miracles. Right. He can only perform. No, you were you were adamant that he brought people back to life, and then <laughs> I thought so, and I. And then you so found I, out. Whoops. I'm turns wrong. out I was I was wrong. Uh, Selen just revives all the time, and so she just was easy to. Un, she just unaggroed because she reincarnate or you know gets reborn yeah. or whatever she does. Um. Yeah, and I like I remember killing the the one guy that has me become his knight, uh, and then go to his castle and clear it out. And then he's like, "Oh, I've got nothing for you." Uh, <laughs> and then I got mad at him because of that, and I killed him. And and then they later added an end the rest of his quest. Quest. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Ah, crap." Um, Kenneth Hyde. But, Kenneth Hyde. Yes, that David's that was game. his. I was going to say Kenneth Branagh, and that's not his <laughs> <Kenneth> name. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that would make but, for a different game, but one I would also play. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm not upset about it. Uh, but yeah, like, it just, there's so many little stories inside that video game. And it it truly, it, you know, it's kind of like, there's other games that I genuinely love that I played this year. But none of them affected me the way that Elden Ring did. Uh, kind of similarly to Seth talking about, even though he didn't 
get the experience that others did, but the year that Animal Crossing was on the list yeah. at the Game Awards. Really, Animal Crossing was this memory-creating, cross-generational, massive thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, kind of, it was the, the game swept that, over the landscape. The game that exemplified that year, I think, and I think we can yeah. all agree that that this year was Elden Ring. Absolutely, when, yeah. where wherever we land on the kind of spectrum of how we thought about it, like um, absolutely, I think it it was one of my favorite games I played. But it it's also for me um, is overshadowed. <laughs> I think we talked about this. How I I was very adamant how I didn't think it was it was as good as Neo Two and I will stand by that. I mean, nothing ever could be. I, I don't know? think anything will be, <laughs> will ever top Neo Two. Uh, I don't you. think anything will top Neo Two for you. It's uh, <laughs> you've built something. You've built this monolith in your head. Yeah. To this game. You built and this I, impenetrable fortress. I find it. I find it so endearing, and I <laughs> I'm so glad that. You and there, I'm sure all, there are. I, I resent all of these things that you were saying. Like <laughs> acting as if the game does not deserve it. And like, <laughs> you're acting like I didn't fully play both games and cannot create uh, a valid opinion based on No, that. no, no. I, I think you can. Stop it. I, you know that I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm genuinely glad that you like that game that much. Because at the end of the day, like, there's games that I love and champion that other people yeah. don't understand. Yeah. You know, like, neither of you have played Hollow Knight. No. Nope. I champion that to you guys every time what, I can. What was the deal that I made with you this year about Hollow Knight? <laughs> I can't remember, but you did promise me you'd play it if something happened. But I, did. I can't remember what it was. I have I think, a I think schedule you have to play that I'm Last working out. I know. I I took. I went back on it. I'm and I'm okay with it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if my <laughs> you don't know if your poor art could take it. Listen, the Last of Us really hurt my motivation for gaming <laughs> hard. That's fair. Because uh, truly, how could anything else compare to it? You know what? Afterwards, the, right? No, no, nothing. You'd never be able to approach Such... the level of high art. I know. Oh my Truly, god! Just... I couldn't tell you how low that game is on my list <laughs> of any of out of fifteen. I, oh my god, yeah. I had a better time playing Halo Fire Team Raven. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Which I played all the way through with uh, my friend Joe. And is that the arcade game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. David Buster's has me, Joe, and my buddy Nick went to David Buster's and played through all of Fireteam Raven. God bless. From front to back. That's a blast. Beat the game. It was a great time. (laughs) It had incomprehensible story with really nothing to do. Most arcade shooters are that way unfortunately yeah. i don't i'm i feel bad spending the time i'm talking about it now <laughs> but i had a better time playing that than i did playing the last of us but it wasn't but halo That's fire team wasn't high art you know so who really lost right. here i know i'm glad that the last of us prepared me to understand 
the TV show that's going to be better because it's not pixel based. <laughs> yeah, because if something's animated, it it just can't, it can't reach that level right, of emotion. It can't reach the emotion. It can't reach the audience as well as you, a you can't you can't person. feel something happening if there's a checkpoint. You can't feel something happening if it's something that is on a digital screen Man, in front let me of tell you. you I animated. This is the wrong week for these people, for the Last of Us people to be making <laughs> to be these claims, stupid. because I've been emotionally affected by Crisis Core to <laughs> yeah. a unmentionable degree that I hate on a level that I'm like, I don't like that this is affecting me this much. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get we'll to get Crisis to there. Core. Don't worry, because I I, I um, want to circle back on that emotional point, right? Um, but we'll get there. Uh, uh, I want to circle back to Elden Ring. Um, I have played more of Elden Ring than I think I have played of any single game outside of maybe like Halo for the past like five years. I put a solid like 220 hours into Elden Ring over the course of this year. The last time I put that amount of hours into one game was back when I was in like middle school on my Pokemon Diamond. Yeah. Like... I I just it is it it it, it 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 is not a normal thing for me to put so much time into a single game anymore. Mm-hmm. In that I was literally playing any free moment that I had for a solid like two months. Yeah, on it, like, I it just it gripped and did not let go. I ended around ninety hours, I think. Yeah, um, because I went back, um. My Persona 5 Royal Safe beat that. But those are the two games I've played that that are the longest in the last 10 years easy. Yeah. Was those two games. <clears throat> it's like, weird. I don't <clears throat> I don't usually enjoy long games. Right. You know, like the, <clears throat> it's so daunting, it is overwhelming. Yeah. But when something is just genuinely is enticing and enjoyable to play like Elden Ring was, that time flies by. Yeah. It was a very easy game to lose time in. Yeah. <clears throat> and enjoy it. It obviously had to have some sort of joy in it because Seth was doing the same jumping puzzles for days. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. Uh, that was actually the only game that I have platinumed ever since I have owned a, a PlayStation console that has the trophy tracking system this elder ring is my first platinum that's and crazy. i think that is a uh, i don't know i i'm proud of myself for it you know yeah that's pretty cool um you should get yourself an actual platinum trophy <laughs> yeah you should get that oh i thought you meant like you should go and play in a game that like is no, actually difficult no, to find a, a game that no. i'm like oh my god no i mean a physical trophy made of platinum yeah i could do so that you can you can look at it and remember <laughs> i'll get the the plaque engraved just as elden ring um seth what is a game that's affected you uh this year or that stands out yeah, um, you know, it's weird. I was looking um, before this at the like list of releases, just chronologically, and it's crazy the amount of games on it that I played that I had have like no recollection. 
I mean, like I, I'll see the name, be like, oh yeah, I did play that, and that did come out in X month of this year. Um, but not a whole lot that, like, when I think of just off the top of my head of the games that, um, I played, um, I, there's, there's not, there really wasn't a bunch that I could just pull out of thin air. Um, but I guess I'll start with the small one that I have on my list, or rather, it's not really a list, but it is, it, it, as I was looking at the list on this website, um, there was one game that actually wasn't on it that I was like, wait a minute. And then I looked it up and yes, it did come out. It was in, in January of this year was, uh, um, let me get the name correct. SNK versus Capcom card fighters clash. Nice. The, uh, you did love that game. The switch nice. port of the old, uh, Neo Geo pocket card game. I played that the- game. We love cross. I don't know. I think I started it and restarted and played through it like maybe five times. <laughs> um, just because like you get to the end of the game and uh, your deck is so powerful. And um, and so there's times to be like, man, I really want to play that. And so I would just start a whole new game um, and start to build the card that the decks collect the cards from the ground up. And it's just, it was just really fun. Um just it was a very very simple game it didn't really take a lot and i could just kind of play it forever it was it, it was really it was a, an unexpected treat for me like it was something i had known about like a game i was aware of and then and so i was excited when i saw it was coming out uh and it really it really it really hit for me uh, it it was a lot of fun yeah I, I remember you talking about that game quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> this year also, like, uh, I know that you also played it this year. Um, this year was a little bit of the the year of a card game for me. Also in uh, Inscription. Um, like, that game was... I know that there's like no parallel between the two besides them being card games. Um, but I did, would you say that that was one of your favorites this year? I mean, I definitely, um, definitely really enjoyed it for sure. Um, that was a game I had a lot of, uh, I, I was very, I had a lot of anticipation for it finally coming out on console. Um, and yeah, it was really fun. Like, it's definitely one that I c- I can I can specifically remember the circumstances of me playing it because of the weird circumstances that were happening around it. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and a very very creative game for sure. Yeah, um, that was actually the first game that I like really powered through after um, Little David was born besides Bayonetta 2, um, both at the same time, pretty much, because one was went on a console and one was on my Switch. Um, but it, like, I kind of wish we had played through that game uh, at the same time to yeah. sort of talk about it, because uh, it, like, it really, that was a really fun an interesting experience. Um, it was nice to like text you about it after 
<clears throat> while it was happening because you could kind of talk with me about it, but it was a little bit of a bummer that wasn't like at the same time. Well, hey, I played it during Spooky Month, like I said I would. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was spooky game. It was a little more difficult for me to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with you and know, especially with because it, 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 in fairness, it really wasn't until like the very end of October, <laughs> right? Because we went through the whole month being like, <laughs> okay, what are we gonna all play? And then we never did anything. Yeah, we. And then I just spooky. decided to, to play Inscription at the end of the month. It slipped us by this year. We were really, we had a great plan for the quarry, and then my son was born. And so <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to follow through when uh, something life-changing like that happens. Um, I have, I bought the quarry on Black Friday, actually. I keep getting, because I added it to my wish list. Yeah. Um, back in october and i keep getting notifications about it now on like xbox like hey it's on sale and i'm like it's not spooky month anymore what am i gonna do just hold on to it yeah um yeah the the only other game that i see this is people are gonna be mad that like god war ragnarok is not on here but we just talked about it and like i i don't know i like that game as a slog and I've I've talked enough about it in the past couple episodes. Um, yes, it was very good. Uh, yes, also I, you know, it suffers from a lot of things. Um, but I, one of my fondest memories, um, whether or not because of the video game itself, but was playing through uh, Wonderlands, which. If you had told me last year was going to be one of my favorite gaming things this year, I would have told you that you were wrong. <laughs> because really, Borderlands 3 left such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, but really, playing through that game with Seth... Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. ...was like one of my favorite things. Because really, getting, uh, getting Seth to sit down and play something with me is already difficult enough as is. <laughs> Um, so it's a and so to, it's a wonderful thing when it happens, and to get him to sit down and play an entire video game with me uh, was great. Like we played that, you know, beginning to end together. Yeah, it does, um, yeah, it does help that when it's in a game in a line of games that we have played together. Right. Um, <clears throat> I mean, even getting you to play multiplayer games with me is is a stretch. Sometimes I love you. You you you're hard to nail down because of how what what games you want to play in the moment. Uh, so it's That's nice. True, very, Apex was fickle. rough for us the other night. <laughs> Apex was really rough for Forrest and I the other night. Uh, we got a lot of lame duck third people that left within like the so first minute. Of your name match. was uh, spurned a little bit every time. <laughs> it was just like, man, if Seth was here, if Seth was here. <laughs> We would have won. We could have survived. Even a warm have, body. I, I bet we have a we have a lot of theoretic W's that night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, man, we we were having such a rough night. We went to Halo Infinite, and then we were just like, you know what? We're good. The, yeah. Um, this just isn't the night. Yeah. 
But but playing through Wonderlands, uh, despite that game having some issues plot wise, the it was just a really great time to play it and and laugh with Seth and um like the the characters and it ended up being more fun having people more people to interact with it and really helped me feel better about the idea of another Borderlands or a Wonderlands 2 because yeah. there are people there that get it whether or not those people will move on to a Borderlands 4 or whatever but remains to be seen um, one can hope because I think that they have something there and the the cleverness in the gameplay helped a lot too with the melee and um, a lot of the gun the gun types with like spells and yeah. stuff like that. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what about you, Forrest? I know you didn't play Wonderlands, but no. was there anything else? Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> there's something to be said about games that get me in the super competitive spirit. Um, usually Smash Bros is my go-to for this, but uh, this year, Neon White took that for me <laughs> with uh, the little um, competition that you and I had. You can't be that competitive at it because you never beat I me. Know, I know, I know. But listen, it, the one week that I was competitive about it, though, I think I did pretty well. You did. I, <laughs> But um, just speaking of that game in general, too, it's it, it came out at this like perfect time where I was – getting into watching speedruns more consistently. I was thinking about like that kind of stuff more often. I was doing speedruns of Halo with uh, my other friends. Um, so Neon White comes out and it's just entirely what I had already been injecting into my veins for the past like three months before it, you know? And also just the characters of it, like... I don't care too much about the story about that game, but I love the interactions between the characters. I love how goofy and silly and oftentimes very cringy each of them are because like it just it it felt real to me, you know? I could very much just listen to those characters talk all day and yeah. feel like I was just talking with my friends, you know? Um minus the murderous and psychopathic tendencies of the characters in Neon White. Uh, my my friends are not <laughs> murderous psychopaths, thank God. Are you um, sure? What do you know of? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them should be kept an eye on. But from, uh, to my knowledge, I don't know anybody who's murdered. I, I don't call anybody currently a friend who has murdered somebody. Mm. That <laughs> I know you of. know they're good at it. <laughs> it's quite possible but yeah um neon white just is such a it, it's something i've been thinking about a lot, a lot lately of like very intentional game direction and design of like every single aspect of a game has been fine-tuned and thought about and iterated upon until it is finally in the player's hands as opposed to like a lot of games feel very haphazard sometimes, like, oh, this one mechanic could have used a little more time in the oven. I think the exact antithesis to Neon White in this regards would be something like 
Bayonetta 3 from this year, you know? Just like, mm. like, like you look at Neon White and everything about it just is a completely thought out idea. I don't feel like anything about that game is not fleshed out to the extent and intent that de- the developers wanted, you know? And that's just, to me, that is a rare thing to come across in the larger, like, blockbuster studio game space, you know? So, like, it has me wanting and going to trying out smaller indie games more because I know that they are handled with a lot more care and they're trying to make the best of what resources they have. You know, it's like, does that make sense? In a way. Yes. Yeah. Um, I will say because of your competitiveness, um, I actually, I am not this person at all. (laughs) I want everyone to know this. If you like, seriously, I don't know how long we've been doing this show at this point. I think it's close to five or six years, actually. Um, and up till now, you had never murdered anyone. Right. Yeah. That is possibly true. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm i not the person that goes for dev times in anything. Yeah. And I, I was, don't care about time trials, I was hitting, time nothing. I was hitting dev times having to beat Forest times. <laughs> Which felt, like, really fun and cool. Yeah. And I will say, every single level that I played through initially that game, I did not move on to the next level until I got the Platinum Ace medal. You know? So, like, I was replaying levels over and over until I met that arbitrary requirement I placed for myself to get myself a leg ahead of you when we started competing with each other. You know? Yeah. I so the only place you really had to go from there was dev times, you know. I, I, wonder, I forced you into it. I wonder if there's <laughs> been a patch for that game. I I need to go back and look. Yeah. Cuz there there was issues with some of the leaderboards and stuff not yeah. loading fast and the levels not or loading fast or at all. And so um I would like to go back and look. See see if uh you know, there's See if there's some quality of life updates there to make uh, some of the competitive running faster. Yeah. Um, it's also the benefit of it being digital is that I don't have to worry about switching out my cartridge. True. Um, so I can just quickly do a couple levels at lunchtime. It, it just recently released on, like, um, I think just the PS5 or in like the PS4 too. I don't think it's on Xbox. But – that release on the PlayStation though has got me thinking that I may buy it again and <laughs> <laughs> play it in a a higher frame rate and just see what that does for me. Yeah, like we'll I, see. Maybe. It, yeah, it might. Seth, you do need to play this game. I genuinely like That's this is. It is. I know that I say that about Hollow Knight and other stuff. But, like, man, I do mean it. Like, this game. It's a bite-sized experience. It is. it is Take it at your own pace. Especially with the, the, the characters you interact with and stuff. This is a very uh, Sith game, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and you would like beating my times, which you would assuredly go for. 
Um, since you still text me even at like two in the morning when you win at Tetris. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so see exactly. It's, yeah, it's um, it's perfect for you, really. Um, or it could destroy your life because all you'll do at this point is attack me yeah, in neon when guys, light. Yeah. And not- when you guys were talking about that, I was trying to remember like any games like that that I've gotten super competitive about. The only thing I could think of like specifically dev times was was the time that i beat all of the developer times in diddy kong racing so i could unlock tt <laughs> nice very nice yeah incredibly difficult but i guess like t- the tetris thing is also an apt comparison yeah uh i would say the only other game that i go for like specific scores or times on now is just halo cuz i'm trying to out outdo my friends um at this point you know but like that and neon white are the only games where i really i i see i see one of my friends scores and i go i can't let you have that yeah i you know i'm not one to usually do that but neon white brought it out in me Uh, in a bad way i i i like to think i'm generally a pretty chill guy who doesn't like starting things but then certain games bring out very quickly uh (laughs) that worst side of me (laughs) and i'm not proud of it but uh i think he can be a force to be reckoned with sometimes yeah yeah so that that was really about it for me uh in, in 2022 um importance wise um, was there any other game that you feel is worth mentioning, Seth? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, that, so there were kind of really only two other games The like the, the card fighters thing was a thing that I kind of, that, that popped into my head after like not seeing it on that list. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That was a great game. Um, and certainly, like I, I, I put a lot of time into Elden Ring, and I would say that it's probably the game of the year. Um, but I think the two, the the two games that really um, stood out for me this year, um, one was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. You know, obviously, given the amount that I I talked about it, um, and the amount of the just absurd amount of hours that I uh, put into it. it. And it was an interesting journey for me because, like, it's a game that, you know, it, it's it's kind of a, a very somber game at times and a game that, you know, talks about death a lot and right. about, you know, purpose of people's lives. And, and it was just, it, it was a very interesting experience playing through it, but it was one, like, as... I think as time went by after me finishing it, it really stuck with me um, a lot more than maybe it even had while I had been playing it. Um, but the other game, and and I think this is like the the game that I really think of when I, I think of the games I played this year, um, was Triangle Strategy. Um, it was a game that just I absolutely adored from the beginning, which was kind of crazy because I remember playing the demo and being like, 
this is weird, and some of the voice acting in this is really bad, uh, and it seems really overridden. Uh, and basically, it, the the mission that ends up in the game is kind of functionally identical to that. Um, <laughs> and yeah, some of those some of the voice acting is really bad com- compared to a lot of the other voice acting. Um, but I don't know. I just really enjoy the game. I really love the characters. I thought it had it was a really compelling story um in the vein of game of thrones um the you know the gameplay was really tight and it was um you know you had to make tough decisions and uh i don't know it was just a game that i i really liked i thought everything about it was very good and it was one that like after playing the game just kind of stuck in my mind for the entire rest of the year and and left me with a feeling that i kept trying to chase in the other games that I playing like that I was playing um like there were a bunch of tactic style games that I played throughout the year that I was hoping to um that I think that I only played because of playing triangle strategy and wanting to get that like it, it's the reason that I um replayed Final Fantasy Tactics Advance <laughs> and and started up the C- the DS sequel. It's the reason that like there's a bunch of a bunch of games that I bought on the eShop that I never got around to playing because they look like they have that kind of tactics RPG uh style. Um it's probably the reason why I decided to play to play through the Sparks of Hope, which I actually finished um earlier today nice um yeah and it's just i don't know it 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 was it was really good um i liked it a lot and like i said it it really affected my like the entire rest of um gaming for me throughout the year outside of like the big huge titles like when in between those, when I was playing smaller games, you know, there was a very specific type of itch that I was looking to get get scratched, and it was because of uh, because of that game that that itch was there, um, and it was really good. I'm I'm actually a little surprised that you never grabbed. I guess I always heard people speak positively about it, but Tactics Ogre. Yeah, so it's a game that I have on my list um it, it's mainly bec- been because of where the price is um uh, it's a game that oh, i yeah, do think i'll a... play um but i but i i don't expect it to be the kind of same thing especially from from, from what i've read it seems like a insane game um but yeah it, it is one that i have like on my wish list and one that i do eventually intend to play it was one honestly like I was planning on getting it when it first came out and I don't know why I didn't. You know, who's to say why we do things? Yeah. <laughs> or don't. Or don't. <laughs> um Yeah, I listen, you're one of the only reasons that I was interested in ever playing that game. So like if I ever saw it on sale, I would get it because of how interested you were in it because you i mean it, it was so nice i played through it twice so i could get i was the, about to so i could true. get the golden ending yeah you i was gonna say you got 
the secret ending or whatever. The Which, you know, I, I also or. don't think should be considered canon, just because I think the other endings kind of exemplify the nature of the game where you have to make choices and live with the consequence of those choices. Right. Rather than, you know, there being the one the one specific thing that will let you satisfy everyone and get the perfect happy ending. Though it was fun to get. Life just doesn't work out that way. Yeah, plus also from just a storytelling perspective, like those happy, tidy, put a bow on it, kinds of endings just don't have as much future storytelling potential True. like if a sequel ever was to be made right and it's much harder to play off of the end of uh, like an ending like that what was the other game that came out that was tactics my brain is breaking on it like this year yeah the it was was another no 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 Digimon Man, survive? Live Alive came out this year. <laughs> I forgot that Live Alive came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was another like triangle strategy one. There was, it was in that same. Oh game. yeah, uh, that game that uh, the Dio Field Chronicle. Yes, ah, Dio, Dio Field. Field How could I forget? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't started <laughs> it yet. Game but with think, a name I think like I will that. Next. How could you ever forget the Dio Field Chronicle? <laughs> Uh, what a name. Um, but was there, was there any other games that, uh, got you Sith forest? Um, anything, nothing that I'm, was before we talk about all of our, (laughs) yeah, yeah. uh, we, Um, we, we let the people go that don't want to listen to us talk about this next part. Um, nothing that I was like as super passionate about as I was with like Elden Ring and Neon White, but uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Lands came out this year. It did uh, very early in the year, and it, it. I wouldn't say it was like a like a fantastic game that blew me away in any way, but it, it was did, a perfectly lovely experience to play. It was, and it made, and I missed playing Kirby games. It made me feel like a kid again. Yeah. Um, this morning, actually, I was talking with my gram and my girlfriend and about how the there was one christmas that i went up to north carolina to see some family friends um with the rest of my family and that year was the year i got my ds light and i played kirby squeak squad for almost the straight next 48 hours after (laughs) i got it and playing kirby in the forgotten lands kind of put me back into that state of mind again and it's it's nice you That's know, nice. just a, a nice a pure fun. hit of nostalgia that wasn't wasn't rose tinted at all, really. Like it was just nice. You love to hear it, yeah. I I liked that game a lot. I I don't know if I loved it, but I did like that game. Yeah, a lot. Um, I think I like a hundred percent of that game. I did all like you the, did. I'm so the, close to it. The post game stuff in that game was great. Yeah. I did not do the post-game stuff. I remember you chiding me about that a little bit. I really liked the late-game boss battles for that game. Yeah. That was a, that was a very they def- fun They time. definitely shined. Yeah. And the music was fun. Oh, and the levels. Always. The, yeah. 
I mean, eventually it did get kind of tiring that it was the right. same track over and over, but it was yeah. good. And I and to its credit, I am still using the it's Tetris uh, ninety nine theme. God knows Seth loves his Tetris ninety nine themes. Look, Lord I got knows. I got a I got a bone to pick with Nintendo about them too. They need to okay. get back on their when when Tetris ninety nine first came out, it was like themes left and right for big games. And maybe there are fewer big games than were coming out back then, but it's absurd that there's no Xenoblade three theme. They're way okay, behind. I can, I can agree with you on that. Yeah, because there was themes left and right <laughs> back when that game first came out. Um, man, I thinking of Tetris ninety nine. Was it Pac Man ninety nine this year, or was it last year? I don't think that was this year. Oh, but I wouldn't. I didn't play a whole lot of it. That died to death. Yeah. I actually won Pac-Man 99. Can't win a Tetris 99 <laughs> to save my life. I'll try tonight. It'll be the first time I've tried in a long time. Do you think you would win <laughs> if um, 1 versus 100 came back as 1 versus 99? Ooh. <laughs> no. No. No, I wouldn't. Uh. I would. <laughs> Did you ever win uh. 1 versus 100? No. <laughs> I got... I, I played every single freaking night. I got really close to being on like i got yeah. to like the the higher levels like, yeah but no i never got on i wish one day um, we'll get our we'll get our chance in the spot glory glory day in the hot yeah sun. yeah yeah or 15 seconds of fame um a victory but all right that's our uh our 2022 retrospective uh you know, sometimes it's better just to look back at things and how it affected you than to actually assign arbitrary numbers to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, recognize the importance of sp- specific games. Yeah. Um, next, after the break, we are going to talk about an interesting video game. One that we all played and beat. And it's special. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And I know a lot of people are going to stop listening after this point, but I, I implore you don't because this is, it's going to, I think it'll be interesting. We'll be back after the break. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at, at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. Alright, let's let's start. Um, I don't know if we necessarily need to do a plot beat by beat, but we probably will, so it'll be fine. I don't even know if we and could. we're who, what? I don't even know if we could. Plot's I mean, we'll, insane. We'll try. And we're back. I think. I mean, we should probably keep that little bit of the last part in it. It's, we're we're gonna go through this game. We're gonna go through Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion. You thought you were gonna get away to the end of the year without us talking about this game. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. 
Although and technically, really, we have talked about it probably multiple times this year <laughs> before it came out. Yeah. <laughs> It's the, we probably talked about it in significant depth too, before right. even, before playing it. Yeah, for real. We've yeah, we've definitely talked about it, uh, and we talked about it last year in some capacity because of intermission. So we've we've talked about this game. Uh, one thing I do want to note, uh, kind of surprised, it is a straight PSP remake. Yes. Yeah, no, that was like no Tom I found Foolery. it very evident it, from the beginning that it was like, yes. okay, yeah, this is just the I PSP will, game. I will say the combat does feel slightly better. Um, well, that's <laughs> probably because it's <laughs> modernized. It, to some it's extent. modernized slightly. Um, just like the general <laughs> sword swinging back on the PSP version d- felt very just ba ba. Bah. Yeah. As opposed to a little, it's a little more fluid now because they're using a little bit of the seven remake, um, flair for combat. So, so I was reading <clears throat> that the reason they didn't just call it like a remaster or anything is because of the mechanics stuff they changed, where they like made the mechanics better. They upresed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Except for the cutscenes. <laughs> Except for the FMV cutscenes. Some like of the, the FMV cutscenes. The opening. <laughs> definitely were not upraised. None of the summons. Uh, they still look really cool, though, just because the, like, the direction of those cutscenes yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, it still holds up really well. It's just Man, visually, that, that, it could have just had a slight coat of paint put on it. That, you know, that, that Sephiroth and Jill and... Um, Genesis, Genesis fight cutscene when it came out. Was Man, that was, so that was fire. But yeah, then you watching can see it, the look on my face. Watching it all super grainy on <laughs> my big four K TV. I was like, like, this a, is like a sixty inch four K TV. All I know, I was not quite as good. As I was popping was off. Oh yeah, the first time I saw it, I was I was just popping off. I had heard you, Lincoln had, had you Park never crawling in my skin. No, I've never watched that before. Oh, what? I didn't watch it on YouTube. That cutscene was huge back in the <laughs> I, day. You know what? I probably have watched it before, to be fair. In some, like I just said, some Linkin Park FMV yeah. where someone yes. cuts together you, Sephiroth yes. to crawling in my skin or something. Something like that. Uh, you know? Because God knows I would watch a ton of those as a kid. Uh like rightfully so they yeah, went hard exactly they did go hard we didn't deserve <laughs> we, it the, i think we should bring them back if there was i think the world would be a better place went hard it was those yes right um man the way that they would cut in especially the final fantasy 10 stuff would jacked uh man jacked really jacked. those people those those people had to go on to make good movies. They had, they, had they, to. They're I'd they're responsible, so. they're, or at least like go on to be like great editors. Yeah. For also maybe movies. as a society we've downgraded as we've gone on. Absolutely. Like, we went from that to red versus blue, and I think we've only gone downhill. That like that's an era of quality that we haven't attained again, and. Uh, Fan cams are trying, but they're not it. They d- um, they they're they made with a different intent, spirit. though. They do carry on the spirit, but they're made with a different intent that doesn't click. Yeah, with although I would me. love it doesn't. Yeah, they, the fan cams don't quite have the angst that 
A Final yes. Fantasy cut of Linkin Park does. Or like the Kingdom Hearts 2 opening set to the second Naruto opening, you know? <laughs> like if you if you are listening to this and you know of some good Zach Fair fan cams, oh, please put them in the Discord. Please send them our because way. Because I want to see some I'll I'll or start A&Bs. looking them out. Or AMVs. Honestly, uh, Dude, they still have to exist. Absolutely, but I'm going to say um 7 remakes ending hollow is I think maybe the perfect Zach Fair AMV song. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I uh, like <laughs> Sorry um, to say it's already been done and it was but, 2 years ago. <laughs> so really this whole game had me smiling and then sad and smiling and then sad and uh also just kept being like oh that Zach Fair. Oh that oh, rascal. Oh, that rascal. <laughs> that rascalian. He it's just so endearing. Yes. Just doing air squats every time he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> He's got to do something. Huge uh, himbo Did energy. you play the, the side missions in Costa oh. del Sol? <laughs> Wait, no. So there's, after, in part of the game, Zach goes on a forced vacation to Costa yes. del Sol. And then after that sequence, it unlocks a, a series of like four side missions that take you back... And literally all they are is, like, a scene of Zach walking up. He's like, finally, time for vacation. And then this one specific guy runs up and is like, no, there's monsters attacking. And Zach's like, oh, this is supposed to be my vacation. And so then you get to do another battle with him holding the umbrella instead of the sword. But then at the end of every single one, he's like, all right, what should I do first? Hmm... Squats, and then he just ended <laughs> squats each time. Um, did you reach a hundred percent with the the Buster Sword? N- no, God, that would take forever. I know, I barely got to like three percent. I've been seeing some like people's like end game builds, like in trying to like completely max out everything so that they could do like the the secret fights and stuff. That stuff is insane. I am not putting in that amount of effort for this. I, mean, I didn't back on the I PSP version. I'm I not doing it now. <laughs> like, they're doing everything to max their build. Seth, what was your final percentage, do you think? If you could remember. Um, or even guesstimate. Because you did everything. Well, so I did all... I did all the side missions that were available. There was, I think, like six of them that just never unlocked for me. Um, it's really funny. Um, you were you texted this either like recently. Um, the Tonberry one. I actually that was like one of the first ones that I went like got through all the way. Yeah, I don't know. I what don't happened. even. I don't even Apparently, remember. I was looking online. I think in a specific mission, you have to kill a Tonberry for that to unlock. Yes. And it yes. just never happened. I just don't remember. I think it which was because was. I got so overpowered so fast that I um, was r- specifically running through a bunch of the side mission areas, avoiding fights. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's just. Uh, I, so we should we should could, talk about like what the structure of this game is because it's yeah. A, we, so this game we're going off very box. much. We need to talk yeah, about the yeah. Game. The game very much very to much me feels PSP like. Game. Like, you can tell this was a PSP game just based on the way that it's built. Yeah. Um, it very much, like, reminded me of the handheld uh, Kingdom Hearts games. 
Yeah. Um, and that, like, it, it's it's strange because the battle system feels like a, and the whole the whole game itself honestly feels like a handheld eyesed version of Seven Remake, which is kind of crazy to me because. When this would have come out, it actually would have been like a a way big jump from what seven was. Yes. Um and just yeah. in the way it's been released, it it's specifically in comparison to seven remake, and it feels like um it, it has that very much this is a like a a, a budget, you know, the Mom, can we get Final Fantasy VII Remake? And Mom says, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake at home, and it's this game. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's very strange, because I imagine, like I probably w- would have been blown away by this if I had played it on PSP. Um, oh, it was stellar. Although back then, I, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't as much into Final Fantasy VII stuff. Um, but yeah, it does, like having played the remasters of... Um, Whatever that the 3DS Kingdom Hearts game was and Birth by Sleep Dream and all that stuff, it it very much feels like those with um, yes specific technical limitations. So areas are never all that big um, or that detailed, right? Really, uh, combat encounters aren't wildly varied or yeah. with too many enemies. Right? There's like there's a specific amount of enemy types and you get different like levels of them yeah Um, it's very limited yeah the game like the structure of the game is that you have a main story mission um that is generally not very long that will take you to a specific like a unique environment and then the beginning of the next chapter you'll have time to roam around through uh tiny bits of midgar um and but the majority of honestly the majority of the game is in the side is in the mission system um cuz there's like 200 of them yeah, something yeah like that uh but but even those are they are like there are maybe four or five pre-built maps and they will section off parts of those to, that are uh that basically consist of halls and then rounded rooms that if you go into the middle of them yeah if you go into the middle you will uh you will trigger a combat sequence um Um, on on some days when i'm really tired of dealing with that i you i will just skirt the corner of the room because every time i do a side mission um a lot of the times there are a specified number of treasure chests that you can find throughout that mission and my stupid brain will like i have to get all the treasure chests oh yeah i got all if you yeah if you if you tell me a number i'm not completing this mission like i will literally fight my way through the entire level find the final fight and then back up until i find all the treasure and then head back and it doubles my mission time a lot of the times but like it is is unfortunately a thing that i cannot not do but there's such useless items yes sometimes but there is a number out of whatever that it says that i don't have yet and i need to prove it wrong but like (laughs) they're not all useless because you do get consumables the missions are like the only way to get phoenix downs yeah um and there are some where you can get 
uh, unique materia that have crazy stat modifiers on them. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. Now I do. But yeah. I yeah. So the game I only did 10, like 25% of the missions. So. The, game like, <laughs> is, the game has 10 chapters. Um and can be you you do need to do the missions and to be at a, at a certain level to an extent um to not struggle through. Right, but I think for the most like if you you probably could play this game relatively straight through only doing the story stuff. Um and it would be a very short game. Even yeah. even me having done all the missions, I think it was around like 12 hours of game time. Yeah. It's really not long. I don't so know. It, I... It's just it's a strange experience playing this game as it is. Like like it you can very much feel the limitations of the PSP on this, but every all of the graphics are up-resed. And it, and so it's it's this weird uh dissonance between what the content of the game is versus the way it looks and the like the environment in which it is coming out. Yeah. It it and with that to say, it feels so bare bones. Yeah. But like it is still a really enjoyable time. Yeah, it's a very endearing <laughs> game with a lot of in all aspects for me at least. I mean, there's a lot of strange choices, I think. Um I I there definitely got to a point in the game where I was disappointed that they didn't fully rebuild it from the ground up because I think they would do some story stuff differently. Um, Like there's a whole mechanic in which cutscenes of Zack interacting with people are locked behind random chance in the slot machine. And yeah. like these are yeah, things. The flashback. Uh, yeah, zombie. like and they're and some and some are not even flashbacks. Some of them are things that happen in the future that you can see. Mm, yes, occasionally. Uh, yeah. That's fair. And it's just it's so weird to me that you know, and a lot of the encounters, a lot of those scenes aren't really anything. Like they do little bits to deepen the bonds between characters and yeah and show what their dynamic is but yeah. it's so strange and but i mean it is very much of the time like that is the weird stuff that and that square enix was doing in their games back then and especially nomura um it's it's definitely peak nomura weirdness for the sake of being weird yes sir that's why this game worked for me, I think. Uh, um, what did you think of having to, like, all of the roulette wheels being unlocked at the beginning, but the f- empty faces being empty? I love that. I love it so much. It's a, like, it's such a weird way of showing you and the character's progress through yeah. the game and the story. It's um, also a very meta thing because yeah, everyone playing, like most people at least, playing this game are approaching the story with a s- general significant amount of foreknowledge of what is going to happen, or and at least of who the characters are, or the, yeah. like the major characters. You can place out the silhouettes pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's like I like I like the the digital mind wave, as it were, um, and and it it's fun and adds a bit of weird randomness. Um, it is. It's one of those things. Like it it comes from you know a hardware thing where they you know they they can't replicate completely the they or or at least they probably couldn't create the intricacies of the battle system that they wanted and so it's it's a kind of way to actually it, that's not even i'm thinking of it backwards like i'm i'm still in my mind comparing it to 7 remake uh where you can look <laughs> at it as a way of them to bring stuff from from that game that they couldn't fit onto a handheld but it's actually like purpose created to be weird um <laughs> but and i think it's endearing and and both um it comes in clutch yeah it, it really all, does for and me i think fairly that, that is that's one of the very fun things about it is when you can be in a tough battle and you you roll um a limit like an, that gives you temporary invulnerability or something. Yeah, or um, like no, or, or no magic cost. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. My my only problem ever with it was that leveling was also tied to this. Like leveling up. That was okay. That, that says that, that it's the moment tied happens to the DMV, very early DMW. on. And I I think I laughed out loud when it like in the tutorial that says that says if you roll three sevens. Um, and have collected enough experience, Zach will level up, and then, like, in parentheses, it's, it says, there is no way to view the amount of experience you have. And I was yeah. just like, that, that is the most it's insane stupid. thing. That, like, this, this is the stupidest thing that I've ever yeah. read in a game. <laughs> yeah, I... So, also, are you sure you were level 30 when you told me you were level 30? Yeah. Okay, because I beat the game at level 30. <laughs> I beat the game at level 70. Holy... Like I said, the... the way I, I said this last, you last time insane. we talked, I think. Just the way that the DW system works is literally so messed up. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely... <laughs> it, it's just totally random. Um, I think having, like... The way that I was beating a bunch of higher leveled enemies than I was, like, it has to, if you have, like, a huge stock of, of experience, it has to make it more likely for you to level up. Because there were times that I would level up multiple times in one fight. What? Um, like, so, that was a theory that I had going into this, was that if I let battles drag on long enough, would I be more likely to get levels like quicker per like battle amount you know because like because for the first few hours i was breezing through battles i was getting them over as quick as possible but because of that i wasn't really getting any levels you know because i wasn't allowing the dw to roll long enough to give me the the level because there were definitely times where i would beat a level really quick like before it could complete a full roulette roll. Yeah. And, but then even one. Yeah. But then I would still get like a notification that a materia had leveled up or something. Yeah. Um, certainly the longer battles, like the more rolls you have, the, the higher chance you have to level up. Um, but you also do have to have 
the hidden experience amount, whatever it is that you can't see. It 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 is strange, you know. Everything is kind of obfuscated. Uh, you don't really know how a lot of stats work, um, and it is kind of fun, but it can. It never really was frustrating for me because of the way that I played and how I was way overpowered versus all of the story stuff as I was going through it. Um, though I I did kind of like that the fact that. You know, the mission system can allow you to completely break the game um, because you can pretty early on get into missions against enemies that are way stronger than you, but you can figure out ways to beat them. Yeah. Um, just because of, like, also the, 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 the uh, what is it, the, the weaknesses are... Like enemy weaknesses are super potent, um, and you can get really powerful materia early on in the game that allows yeah. you to kind of just destroy stuff. Also, it's, the, you know, it's it's kind of a busted game. Um, when you do reach a fail state, too, it's very forgiving. I I do not remember if this option was in the PSP version of the game, but when you fail a battle and like you die, you have the option to either revert back to like your last save or go to the equipment menu. Yeah. Re Respec. like re respec and then the try again over. from the beginning of the battle. And I like that had come in handy so many times because I would go into battles not really knowing what I was going up against. And I would end up having the wrong set of materia on because I've been I, I have like four sets of materia that I switch between just depending so on what I want to use I, at the moment. Were you able to swap in battle? No, no, okay. no. <laughs> Which made some sure. fights some fights really tough, especially when I was trying to unlock like the summon um, things. And oh, you had yeah. to do those rematches. Like I would go up against like Bahamut or whatever, and I would just have a set of materia that was Does absolute work, trash yeah. for the fight. Um, and then I would either somehow make it through begrudgingly and difficultly, or I would get absolutely wiped. And I'm like, okay, I can just switch materia, and then I would wipe them because of that just simple change. Huh. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess I never had that problem because I, uh, I made sure to have the big three and then a physical attack. Yeah. Uh, I never bothered having cure until I unlocked having shoulder buttons. I never bothered equipping it till there was a shoulder button. My yeah, that, having that's having cure something. is always a thing for me to like to have from the get go in these kinds of games, even in Kingdom Hearts. Like I. I throw on cure to whatever the shortcut command is and then triangle like as quick as possible in every single game like this. I had that for like, a while. I, I will waste a slot for cure. <laughs> my, uh, but my final build ended up, I had a, like a physical attack that also inflicted drain. That was my de facto heal. Um, Ooh. also it gave me like 900% plus HP. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like it's just some of those some of those later game um stat boosts are legitimately bonkers. Like no other game that I've seen like boosts you like like this game does. Yeah, it's no. uh, it, it it reminded me um a bit of the way you can completely break Final Fantasy 8 with the junction system. 
Yeah. Just like get these huge crazy stat boosts that allow you to one shot everything. Yeah. Which is I fun, think but I you had... do it it does require you to kind of put some thought into the way you, you fuse your materia to turn it into different things and get different stat boosts. But yeah, I, my, I think my, what helped my, me my Zach was crazy by the end. I think what helped me break the game was as a pre-order bonus, you started the game with dark fire, fire. dark thunder, and dark blizzard. Yeah, I, I missed out on those, thing. unfortunately. Starting with those three made it very easy to get to hell, Faraga, hell, like the three upgraded yeah, yeah. ones. And then I was like, okay, I'm just God. Like, I was just, all I got to worry about is getting more MP. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, in in the story, you don't really ever have to worry about enemies who can, like, who are immune to the stuff that those spells do. Um, So, yeah, you can can pretty much roll through the actual story with with those three and not ever really have a problem. Yeah, it's the the side missions where you start to run into the difficulty spikes. It's true. uh, For sure. Uh, especially if you even do some of the side missions. I think I, around chapter four, I had decided to power through some side missions, and I did about 15% of them, and then I was good for the rest of the game, probably. What I ended up doing was that every time I would reach a new chapter and I had like that um, free time to just roam around the area, I would spend a solid hour to two hours from there, usually an hour, um, just doing side missions until I was like, all right, I'm going to get back on with the main story. Like, I would take a a whole one-hour diversion. That's a lot. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's and there, sort of and the I way still, that I did stuff. And I still... There's also barely... a lot of fun, silly side quests and just the people that you yeah. can meet yeah. in the Shinra building or in Sector 8 or down in the slums. My my favorite probably is the soldier guy that you have to help by doing missions for him because yeah. he's completely inept, <laughs> inept at doing That was great. Something. And after yeah. each mission, he talks to you and he has a higher rank. <laughs> yeah. He's just... It's, uh, the little, he it, it's the little bits of humor. And he's so... He's so... Uh, what's the word? Like, he's so happy that you're helping him. Yeah. But, but he's he is completely ineffective. Yeah. And, useless really um um yeah this game has a lot of cool stuff what was your favorite side quest do you think seth because you really you did a bunch of them that i yeah i really liked so i there's a whole um a whole section like a whole little story with yuffie um uh yes, that's the one I would where just she wanted to se- talk she, about and bring up. She sends you anonymous emails. Um, by the way, the people in this game cut, cut like they use email as if it were text messaging, and it's very strange. Yes, um, I think also, that's they of all its have time. flip phones. Um, it's wonderful, I, really. I think that's of its time. Yes, yeah. Um, For sure. and I think especially definitely in Japan, I think that was a thing. Um. But, yeah, so there's Yuffie sends you a bunch of anonymous emails trying to track down rare materia. And then you get to the end and 
you'll get the material before she does and she tries to trick you into giving it to her and then she runs away crying and it was all very and Zach fun. is just always standing there bewildered of like yeah. should i it, like should i have played along with the bit this. like what <laughs> Yes, That's uh, a good so th- those were really fun, and and yeah. I, and I laughed a lot at the uh, the beach ones as well. Same, but the for the most part, it's my favorite. Like, there are very few that are unique at all. Um, a bunch of them kind of just end up blending together. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes you'll have some interesting fights. Um, you. <laughs> Yeah, you basic. I basically saw every single Genesis copy unit before, like <laughs> before, even one, even ones that you story. like you don't see until like the final chapter. I had yeah. already fought like hundreds of them. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know. It, it's <coughs> the whole all of the missions. It's it's really very strange. I bought. I fought Bahamut Fury like two times before he showed up in the in the actual. <laughs> Uh, game yeah. in the actual story. Um, so and let's, the let's and the the fight with the super boss Minerva was fun as well. The goddess herself. I did not mess with that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Magic, I, I tend magic to does not nothing against with, her. So I tend not uh, to deal with super bosses in the in Namora games. Yeah. I just, they are always a little above my pay grade. Don't at the you time. know that that's what, like, that is <laughs> Seth's cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, I have grown to love the challenge. Um, especially in a game like this, where the game, when it came out, was not really complex enough to make it uh, super skill based. And so the, the boss is just kind of really cheap, where none of your magic does any damage. And the normal stuff you have to defend against attacks doesn't work. And every attack just does nine 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 damage. <laughs> um It was kind of fun. She also has an attack that gets rid of your uh raise effect from a phoenix down, which is quite confounding the first time it happens and you die and you're like, wait a minute, I had a phoenix down, why is it game over? But I ended up getting. I ended up beating her, and I, and I mean the equipment you get basically maxes out all of your attack and defense stats. So it's weird. Like I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say that the amount of side missions I did was worth it, especially because <laughs> I didn't get to do all of them. Like being stuck at ninety eight percent, I would say it was definitely not worth the time that it took yeah. to do them. I'm not sure it would be at a hundred percent, but <laughs> it's hard for me to know. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the wanting to see the checkbox be ticked and it not being able to be ticked. is Yes, a, it's very frustrating to, to be at 98% downer. and at the end of the game with seemingly no way to get those uh, other things to become available. Though I do wish I had just looked it up before I finished the game and, and had a clear game save. Yeah, it's kind of like the the gin you can miss in yeah. uh, in Golden Sun and other games where there's like yes. missable and progress. Arbitrary points of no return. 
But they don't really right. warn you about. So this game, mul- it's weird. This game multiple times does warn you, hey, you won't be able to go back and do stuff. And then you reach another, the next screen you're on, you can definitely go back and do stuff. Um, yeah, that was always confusing. It asked you like five times. Yeah. Hey, you can't go back. And I'm like, I'm still able to do side missions. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it was, I think it's just the weird wording. It, None of those ever were referring to the missions themselves. Like they were referring like to like the areas. Yeah, the side content in in those areas that you, you would be locked right. out of. Like the girl and the painting that yeah. I never figured out. Mm. I got bored. I was like, I can't figure this out, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I had to I look that very, one up. Because I was it's, very not, Zach it's not obvious. <laughs> you said that. Not worth my time. Yeah. I'm going to do squats. I was I was Zach <laughs> when he accidentally opened Vis- Vincent's casket, where he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, that guy's sleeping. And he just closes it. I'm not dealing with this right now. <laughs> that was funny. I'd rather not. Yeah. That's a great moment. Yeah. Uh, he just was like, I'm good. Uh, he said, I've got too much on my plate already. Yeah. Speaking um, of that, should we talk about the story at all? Oh, of course. I feel like well, that's I, what we're here to do, but <laughs> we're the 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 listeners are lucky that we talked about what the game is. <laughs> yeah, and the, the actual the process mechanics and functions first. Because what we're here to talk about is uh you two finally joining me in the limelight. So I want to know core. we we talked about this a little bit. I've known I know the the broad strokes of this game because of all of how much I love Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Like, um, and I, like, even wanting to know about Advent Children back when it was coming out, you learn through osmosis of, like, reading stuff online. You learn about, like, Angeal and Genesis and stuff. Now, it doesn't really have the weight that it does after you've played the video game. (laughs) Yes. And seen the characters and seen what they do. You know, I kind of actually feel the opposite about it but so i i really? also yeah i also like had a, a pretty deep knowledge of what happens in this game and who the characters are before play before ever playing it and i had and i always had this anticipation and then i think when i finally play it played it i was like i sort of left with the feeling of like First of all, this story is kind of bad, and also I think it cheapens what happens in Final Fantasy VII because it is just kind of the same plot. <laughs> okay. I mean, I Genesis... I don't disagree. Genesis is just Sephiroth, but, like, worse. Yeah. Uh, if, if, but certainly more dramatic. Um, God bless him. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. For better or worse. So I don't know. It, He's a theater like, kid, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Having yes. experienced the story, I, I really don't know how I feel about it. It was like it's it's another I think that's another reason why I wish they would have, you know, taken another pass at the script and maybe like ordered things in a way that made a bit more sense. Like maybe give me time with genesis before he was a lunatic 
Yeah. Or like um, punched it up some. So yeah, I okay. actually care about him. I uh, some of, I think my favorite stuff was the stuff of with Zach inter- interacting with a just human sane Sephiroth. Like I thought that stuff yes. was yeah. really was cool. Yeah. That's, um that's the stuff that really got me. Yeah. Was that, like I think uh, unfortunately I think they really do not land his the moment where he learns the truth and goes crazy. I think that was handled way better in the original Final Fantasy VII when char- when the characters had no facial uh, expressions and you were just reading lines of text. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they have to shoehorn a big battle in there and Genesis is suddenly there and it's just, it, it really did not seem in character uh, of Sephiroth at the time. It was... Um, but yeah, the stuff with him was really fun. Um, so yeah, I don't. I it's it, I, I'm I, I definitely ended up in a strange place with the story, um, and also the way it the way it leaves like cloud at the end. It 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 also seems to it makes the weird stuff about Cloud's origin in Final Fantasy VII a lot more confusing. So that's been one of the fun and interesting weird things on Twitter. Yes. Lately, where this has reconfused everyone about what is Cloud's story and what isn't. Yes. And I think that is actually like a super interesting thing to get into. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a very meta thing that playing this game, like people who have played Final Fantasy VII and then played Remake and then played this game. Like, you know the story of what the deal is with Cloud, but then you play this and you're like, wait a minute, what actually happened? Yeah. Um, yeah. And how much of that was just Cloud making up his own continuity, essentially? Self-insert yeah. fan. Like, yeah, the, dude is, so weird the dude is so in shock and traumatized that he thought he was somebody else while still being himself at the same time. Yeah. And but in this game, it doesn't seem like that is what him. was happening. Yeah. Right. And yeah. when he leaves Zack's dead body, he seems to very clearly know who he is, who Zack yes. is, yeah. what yes. the significance of his sword was. Yes. And, and then uh-huh. and then there's a On the train scene. he does the sword the, yes. the face down. Everything. And then you're to expect me to that leads into him completely having no recollection no of all that stuff. It's so yeah. weird. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much harder to agree to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially like, I understand the... it at the time like it um it definitely wasn't a I, I you can never tell it wasn't originally written to fit in completely like it was just supposed to like take the framework and create this other fun story and then it's only become a bit more under it only comes under the scope now because of the importance of the intricate lore of final fantasy 7 in remake yeah yeah and the weirdness of zach i mean spoilers i guess for an older game but zach being alive now yeah um but (laughs) um 
What? Okay, so I need... Let's go back. This game, it's hard to... We're going to talk about, like, real, like, spoilers for the whole game, by the way. Because, like, I don't think you can talk about this game without talking about the spoilers. No, Um, not at all. So, Cloud... Not... Zach is a soldier second class. Okay, before... training. can I say one little gripe? It really bothered me how they refer to themselves as first and second rather than first class and second class. Because Cloud very specifically a bunch of times in the original said soldier first class. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm first. I'm second. And very few times in the game does it actually use the word class. That's just a little thing that bugged me about the way they talk. I mean, again, you can chalk that up to Cloud... Make, like making up his own identity. Yeah, I um, I think that's a bit of a, being too deep into that's, that's what a bit he of retroactive continuity. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this entire game is retcons <laughs> after retcons after um, slipping things into in between scenes that maybe don't actually work upon. Yeah, viewing. They're gonna make it work. Yeah, they're they're gonna clone wars this thing, uh, but. Um, <laughs> So, you start out and you are under the the tutelage of Angeal, Soldier First Class Angeal, Hewley, Hewley. I think it's Holly or Holly. Um, no, it's Hewley. Okay, uh, and so you're under the tutelage of Angeal, and he is all about teaching you about your dreams and honor. honor. Um, and not using your sword. Uh, where tear and rest. Yeah. Um, he has not a using huge sword and he just sword, beats people up with his fists. Honestly, yeah. massively based. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so cool. Really cool. Uh, if you're going up into a fight with a guy and he has a giant sword like and that. And he decides to he, punch you yeah, instead. Like, I'm good. I'm surrendering the moment he swings. Yeah. I'm like, I'm. If you don't feel the need to use that, we're probably good. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll... If, if you don't think I'm a strong enough or worthy enough about it to bring out the sword, then I... Okay. Have a nice day. I'm sorry for bothering you. Um, yeah. So let's, Zach, let's is, get... Zach is a member of Soldier, which is a division of Shinra's military. And the kind of background of this is at the beginning, Shinra is in a war with the nation of Wutai. Um, yes. Because I think the I think the idea is Shinra was invading them or something. Yeah, there's they definitely wanted, they wanted their land. colonialism there. Yeah, and also just the natural resources of Wu Tai apparently lead to yeah. Mako um, production and you know t- stuff like that. Mako, Mako. Um. Uh, I just want to, so they, they do the Wu-Tai stuff. There's not a lot there. Yeah. Where the plot, where the plot starts to kick in is when they go to Genesis's, or, uh, Angeal's hometown. Angeal and Genesis's hometown. Yeah. The the kind of inciting incident is in, in a mission to Wu-Tai, um, like prior to the beginning of the game, Genesis, who was another soldier first class uh disappeared um and i think in the in the like the first mission you go to 
to Wu Tai, and you're with Genesis. You're with Angel, and at some point, Angel disappears. Um, Sephiroth and, shows um, up, and they and, and then and immediately, leave. and immediately the director of Soldier and Sephiroth, like when they show up and they find out Angel went AWOL, they're just like, "All right, he yep. has betrayed he's us. Deserted. He's deserted. He's switched deserted. to Genesis aside." Time to kill him. Yeah. And it's and initially like to me, even both times I played this, I'm like, whoa, that is a fast assumption to make. <laughs> yes. They so as were as we right. know at the end, the director was uh in cahoots. Yeah. I still am not entirely sure what was going on with the director. Again, I played it's the whole thing. No, it's nothing about it is clear. Yeah. It's everything in this game is the, very obtuse. He says director to the Genesis copy at the end, but I don't... No, that was an Angeal copy, and it was the director. So the director was an Angeal copy. Yeah. Well, not not initially. At some point, he got Angeal cells and became an Angeal copy. <laughs> Seth. I, <laughs> like how I Hollander... Like how Hollander got the Genesis cells, yes, yeah, and absorbed them yes. to so he could become a Genesis copy instead of dying. Yes. Um, so, so really, yeah, let's. It's nothing about nothing about the story is clear. Yeah. Except we know that Genesis is crazy, and is trying to destroy Soldier oh, and crazy Shinra. Awesome. He's crazy. Crazy awesome. cool. Dude. He's so cool. <laughs> Never before. He's oh my I god! Want, it's so oh my annoying. god! People, David, what? He's just a better version of V from DMC Five. <laughs> he really is. He just is. He's. And listen, I love you. V, but the man is. This guy is quoting a fake romance book <laughs> the whole time. That it he, reminds me so much of Alan Wake and the horrible fake novel yes. in that game. This is. Really, we're doing a lot of touchstones as to why Genesis is hitting a home run for me every time he shows up on screen. God. And, like, I hate liking bad guys. Yeah. Because I don't. But Especially one is, uh, like, in in retrospect, kind of flimsy is Genesis. I can't believe that Genesis is a bad guy. Yeah, it's hard to call him a bad guy because, like, the whole plot is him trying to... Him and Avalanche would have gotten along really well, I think. No, I don't think so. I think think he would have tried to kill the members of Avalanche as well (laughs) because he's just insane. Like, he's a nutcase. He wants to kill everyone. That's how he protects the planet. He's like an idiot. Yeah. Really, a lot of himbo energy throughout yeah. this entire game. He has no except way... Except for Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah. He has no way to of interpreting the world outside of through the lens of this this poem. Uh, he's he's just crazy. Um, um, he's just but he survives, so he'll be back. <laughs> he's he's yeah. a really cringy theater kid. Yeah. I so mean, that was, he's just your stereotypical theater okay, kid, Okay, so let's... So are we to believe <laughs> he's got the same hair. that I know. The, when you die and go into the live stream, so really this is setting up the idea of Aerith knowing everything I, uh, for a remake. Again, it like is, it's very unclear what actually happens. Unclear. There is, is unclear. a scene 
where they talk about maybe Genesis fell into the live stream and that is how he is controlling things. But I just think he survived and he just didn't die there. See, I who's just to say who's to say maybe I, we'll find out in seven in remake this, two like, or three. I swear, I know we talk about this stuff, and people are probably like, Why right? Like, like this, this whole conversation is really is really only intelligible by people it's who have us. played this game. Yeah, this yeah. is just us talking to each other. <laughs> and I want to inform the, the listener, but I can only inform so much, right? It's very hard to do that, especially. When it comes to this game, which only informs you, the player, to an extent of what is actually <laughs> happening. So um, much is left out of the story. Like, it's like every single chapter you hop in uh, in media res. Like, the situation is <laughs> happening around you and you Already, just sort of yeah. pop in the middle of it. Also... Okay, so let's let's do this. Alright, so you you end up fighting... There, there is a point where a lot of time passes in this game. Yes. So you, you meet Cloud, and you, you then. I don't really understand the motivation of Genesis or Angel defecting. Yes, and Angel, fighting you. So I guess when he disappeared, Genesis revealed to him the nature of his creation. And so Angel kind of became that means. obsessed <laughs> about the fact that he was a monster rather than a human. And I yeah. guess because monsters don't have honor or something. Angel is kind of a cipher in this game. Um, yeah, nothing he does he's, really makes a whole lot of sense. He's also yeah. the Edward Cullen of this game. Yeah. Because he, uh, he genuinely has these beautiful wings and then... Says he to he, he loathes it. himself for having wings and he's a monster. Right, that's really his whole tells, issue. He like, basically tells Zach, "These are the wings of a killer, Bella." Yes, <laughs> instead of this is the skin of a killer. Yeah, like um, that's that is essentially his whole issue. His whole problem in this game is that he found out that he was created in a laboratory, and he just couldn't handle it. Like yeah. he very easily could have just, just kept like working with soldiers. Soldier. First class that figured out that uh, they were bio, they were test tube babies, essentially. Yeah, <sighs> I, I don't know. I think all, but again, all three only, of them could not handle that information. Only the three big first class were the 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 test tube babies. Like, yeah, Zach was just a guy who, like, he yeah. got Mako infusion, but he just worked his way up. Um, yeah, that like that is the story. It's really like, pulled himself up from the yeah, bootstraps. Truly, all, I, of, all of all of the three, <laughs> the three friends from from Loveless, they all found out that they were created in a lab and all went insane in different ways. So, okay, but so but Angel specific, especially like, come on, dude, you would have been cope. fine. No. He would have been perfectly fine. He should, by all intents yeah. and purposes, he should have been fine. Nothing about like, his at, life at changed. The, it's different exactly. with Genesis, who was literally dying. Yeah, and had to do something to figure pretty out. Pretty good. To, had a had a very good head on his shoulders. They had a honor, had, respect. Yeah, had a wonderful protege that he was imparting his legacy. Really pretty with, wings. Really pretty wings. A sick sword. <laughs> 
yep. you know he just he happened had, to he, have the ability to said. absorb monsters and create monsters and he kind of took it too far yeah he, he's a weirdo he they're all weirdos they are all I, absolute power corrupts absolutely I don't, I don't know. Think, I don't it's think that's amazing. what's happening I, like, here. I don't it's think amazing. so either. So, um, hold on. Because I lost the plot in this game a couple times. <laughs> that's Shocker. Understandable. Not all of them were Genova cells. Only Sephiroth okay. was okay, Genova. Look. Yeah. So, the difference... So, Sephiroth was created in a different experiment. Uh, right, I Hojo. think the idea was that Genova cells were put into in into like Angeal's fetus in, when he was, um, or they were. Which was it? Um, <laughs> it, it, it? It has to do with like I think the where when the cells were um, inserted into the people. I don't know. The thing is that. It, all that all they have to know is that whatever the thing it worked for Angeal, but they did it it didn't work for Genesis, and so he's dying. Sephiroth was kind of created in a different way than them. And and he is perfectly fine, and that's why kind of at the end Genesis is obsessed with getting Sephiroth cells because they will perfect right. him. The yeah. S cells. Although it seems like by the end of the game, every time you see Genesis, he's trying to do something different. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a theater kid. He doesn't know what he wants. Yeah. Um, without a without a director, he's he's all over the place. So okay, so then you defeat you you give Angeal his wish. You kill him supposedly. Um, then. Also, during all this, you've met Aerith. Yes. And you you right, take a fall down to the slums, which uh, playing through it this time, I, I, I had very fond memories of the slum section for some reason. Um, like, How does it, it feel this time? It did not feel as good. Right. I it's, really, like, I love the interactions between Zack and Aerith. Wonderful. But actually playing through that section ground, and dealing with the stupid... Kid stealing your wallet, having to go <laughs> literally shop to shop just for the Ugh, same cutscene yes. to play out like four times. Well, there are I multiple was... things in this game where the same cutscene happens. Yes, yes. And again, it's going back to the, man, this really was made for the PSP over a decade ago. Even more than a decade, I think, um, for sure. Um, so it's like... Parts of these games that I thought I really liked, I ended up not liking. But in doing so, I've found other things about this game to make up, like, that I like to make up for that loss, you know? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So you meet Aerith. Yeah, This. so I'm trying to, like, figure out a concise... Um, way to dis- to say what is happening. So, Zach is sent to Wu Tai. Uh, Angel disappears. Um, then Zach is sent with Song to Benora Village to uh, look into the origins of Genesis and Angel. Yes. Um, yeah. Dumb apples. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, then, of course, there the Benora is destroyed. You fight. Genesis shows up. Anangeal. Uh, Sephiroth saves him. Then, like you, at some point in there, you meet Angel's mother, and you learn a little bit. Um, and then after that is when Ange- uh, Genesis like full out starts war on Midgar. Yeah, he, uh, he attacks Midgar, and, and Midgar, you yeah. you're going to find Doctor Hollander at at one of the Mako reactors, and then and and that's when at the end of that chapter. You get knocked. Um, yeah, you fight. Angel comes and knocks him into the slums where slums. he wakes up in the church and meets Aerith. Yes. Again, it's it's uh, the same thing that happened to Cloud. They just reused what happened to Cloud. It's like poetry. Yep. The game literally Listen. even starts with uh, Zack riding into a mission at a Maka reactor on the top of a train. This is um, this is why it is confusing with what is Cloud and what is Zack. Yes. Because there is so much that echoes, whether on purpose or through laziness of storytelling. Yeah. And the beauty of Nomura <laughs> is that... It could very well be it both. It could be both <laughs> at any given moment. Is it also a frustration of Nomura? Sure. But it is also beautiful <laughs> in its own way. Yep. So anyway, um, after after Aerith, after he meets Aerith, uh, you do a bunch of really annoying stuff, and Zack gets called back to the Shinra building because Genesis is attacking. Yeah. And you go there and have to protect Professor Hojo. Unfortunately... Yeah, I I just think things would be so much better off if we just let if we could let Hojo die right then and there. Yeah, he's not great. No, <laughs> could have really averted a lot. Yeah, truly, absolutely. Killing Hojo. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I think around this time, uh, Angel comes back and is like. Yeah, it's weird. Angel like, oh. every 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 time he shows up, he it it seems like again he he's, decided, sides. he's decided to help you or he's decided not yeah. to help you. Yeah. Um, and then I think in this time he's like, Okay, I'll help you and fight fight off Genesis. But then by the end he's disappeared again. Um and then the next chapter you have you are sent to Modeoheim and one of the people along the ride with you is Cloud. Who is an infantryman, not a member of soldier? Yeah, just a normal soldier, just a normal dude. But he does get to take his helmet off. Yep, <laughs> unlike all the other ones. Yeah, because he's a country you gotta boy. Got to see that hair. He's a country bumpkin. He's he, a country uh, boy like me. <laughs> he or bonds like, with Zach, as we all do. Yep. Yep. And by the, you learn a bunch of weird stuff, but by the end of that chapter is when you, Angel shows up again and decides to turn himself into a weird monster and you kill him and get the sword. And then, yeah, get the buster sword. Very, it's very strange. <laughs> With the parting wish to have Zack protect Angel's uh, honor. Yep. Or some, yeah. 
which Angio could have just done himself if he didn't, if he knew how to cope. <laughs> yeah. Also, at that point, you kill, seemingly kill Genesis, and he falls into the live stream. Uh, maybe. Very familiar. Again, he's a copy of Sephiroth. Yeah. And then you get to go to the beach. The beach, where you do squats. Yeah. And it seems like they're just trying to keep him away from what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, and thinking about it, this game reminds me a lot now of Sword and Shield, where... Like in the background of that game, there was that there was a story of Leon like fighting off the end of the world, but yeah. it wasn't what you were doing. It only you only kind of intersect with it in different parts sparingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, like there's very definitely weird. you're definitely of, doing a lot that is slightly intersecting with what Sephiroth is doing. And what the the rest of the game is doing, but like right. but at the same time, all like... of these characters are also off. Like it's like they have their own like solo stories happening yeah. that are like major events There's that just, we know. Like, this you're you're just kind of the story of. is seeming to happen in the background of you until Zach gets called in to come, uh, like beat some people up. Essentially, yeah. It's just Zach it's is a the weird, muscle. It's a weird game. Um. Honestly, I don't know how much of this story we really even need to go into because throughout, like the until like the very end of the game, a lot of it is, um, Zach is sent somewhere, Angel or Genesis copies are there, and everyone's like, "What is happening?" Sephiroth and sometimes then Sephiroth shows up. might show up, and then you defeat a boss and leave. Yeah. Um, so so here's where I'm at. We then we need to just go to the big stuff at the end. Right, like the, because the that's big... The... The, it, you kind of tread water into this game until you are sent to Nibelheim to yeah. reenact the Ugh. scene from Final Fantasy VII. Um, and I would say this is also, for me, where the game really, like, really just, like, it was... It, it's definitely a series of, like, nostalgia wink haha yeah uh, but also i really like it <laughs> yeah i think it's Even probably it is it, it's probably pure. the 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 most like like it's the most engaging part of the story right it's it's the um, part that has the kind of the best actual through line of a plot uh, yes. and who yeah, would have thought because attachment. they they lifted it from another game <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I and I think that helps because like they already had the outline of what was happening, so they just were able to put more flavor into it, um, and really get down into the stuff that actually matters, which is kind of the relationship of Zack and Cloud and Sephiroth, um, before Sephiroth goes insane and destroys the town. Yeah. So like, there's also. Is it during all this where they're they're captured for four years? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's at the end. So that, so yeah, you know, at some point, Zach and Sephiroth are inv- inv- investigating the reactor, and in something new that doesn't happen, that isn't shown in the original game, is 
Genesis kind of shows up and informs Sephiroth that he was created from this alien Genova thing. Yeah. Um, Sephiroth goes and buries himself in the library and learns about Genova and goes crazy. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, then is the scene where, from the original game, where, you know, they rush to the reactor and um, Zack and Cloud try and fight off Sephiroth and Cloud flings him into the into the Mako reactor and he dies. And then dies. <laughs> and Quote. then um I I guess Hojo shows up and sticks them both does some kind of experiments on them but sticks them in in the Mako tubes for 4 years. Cuz this is where Cloud ends up getting the Mako eyes. Yes. Yeah. That he, convinces he everyone the experiments. Yeah, it, it right. allows everyone else to to think like he he does get the kind of the benefits of like the super strength and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right from having the Mako infusion and whatever kind of uh, Sephiroth experiments were done to him. But he then like he's kind of in a coma basically for the rest of the game, and Zach is carrying him out trying to. So Return to Midgar for to some reason. This, I guess, is where the melding of the memories happens. Right. Like, supposedly... It's a very hazy time Zach for Cloud. is talking about his memories and people that he cares about the Cloud. And Cloud is deciding, oh, this is me now. <laughs> wow, Yeah, there's like a scene me. right at the end after, before Zach dies, where Cloud is kind of directly repeating the stuff Zach is saying to him. Yeah. Um, right. Obviously his brain is broken and um he's just kind of abs- he's w- absorbing this information in a way that he's al- that is allowing it to to make sense for him. Yeah. Um but it is it is weird like it he really just becomes a sponge. Yeah, like it soaks it all up. In the original game it's kind of implied that you know that this the the trauma of the incident made him, I guess, block out what actually happened and re- replace what Zach did for him. Um, yeah. And this uh, this game kind of I don't know muddies the waters a, a bit to what was actually Absolutely. happening because Cloud seems to be conscious, at least to an extent, of what is happening, and I guess his brain is just melted or something. I don't know. It's like I said, it's weird, and I I don't know that it I don't know that it works as a companion piece. It like I think it works by itself, but holding it up like alongside the original and especially remake, I don't know that it ab- absolutely lands what it's trying to do. So really, the the reason this game exists is to dredge up. The Angeal Genesis. Yeah, I think the reason that this game is coming out is because these characters are going to show up and have like a direct role in the next Final Fantasy remake game. Which, which like, I I have an idea that the Sephiroth that shows up is going to be like the Sephiroth from the beginning of this game. Yeah, maybe. Plus, also at like towards the end of Crisis Core, when the um. Do you remember from uh, Seven Remake Inter Integrade 
when I was popping off over the inclusion of Weiss. Well, yeah, because yeah. they yeah. come and pick yeah, up. Yeah, they pick up Genesis' body. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like that was definitely it like is pointing all coming to together. this. It is all um, coming together. The implications are yeah, – the implications. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure – no, like, that wasn't an FMV. That, that was like a rendered cutscene in-game. In um, because you could tell those were the new models for Weiss and uh, the other guy, Nero. But yeah, like that, it, I, I think it was clear, like in Intergrade, that oh, they're bringing these characters in, even though they don't really have any. They don't have any established <laughs> continuity yet. Except, yeah, in, uh, in seven, but except go pick up Crisis Core yeah, Reunion. Go pick up Genesis. <laughs> And, and so all, we all know that he's alive and he's out there. Yeah. And he's definitely... And he's and, he was seemingly cured. Um, and yeah. Cause, so he's um, definitely going to show up. Wait, so Genesis, how are you saying seemingly cured? Well, because so he, the, he received the gift of the goddess. It, there was well, a scene of, of him talking to... The seeing the woman and then like his all of the yes. degradation was gone. Yes, like yeah. his hair yes. and his yes. skin was back to normal. Yes, yeah. The like the secret idea of Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, like, well, hold on, I don't know about that because I don't. I did not. Pl- you did not. No, but like Genesis was in the secret ending of Dirge of Cerberus. <laughs> like, good. Th- there was a lot going on around this time in regards to Final Fantasy VII as a whole. And it was all linking together. It, it's, it, it is why I am very intrigued by the remake project. Because it is clearly a successor to so we're Crisis getting, Core and Dirge of Cerberus. So we're getting Dirge of Cerberus remake, probably. Eventually. I don't know. Because that like that comes that's after the end of Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. So it would uh, have to be I, I'm after say, the end of, it, of remake. Think of it more like a DC Comics pre-Flashpoint, post-Flashpoint, then Rebirth, and now right, situation. Right. But like where previous continuity. On, hold on. Let's <laughs> say it depends on how far and how astray the next Final uh, Fantasy remake, goes. Yeah, the next Final Rebirth is that what it is? Or I think is so. It, um, I don't. I don't I'm, just, I mean, I'm just still calling it remake too. I don't. I don't know. Um because Dirge Service is explicitly after the ending of Final yeah. Fantasy VII, like after yeah, the yeah, right. fell. So it would take a lot of shenanigans for them to remake that and have it make sense before the actual ending of the game. Yeah, I, I think they're just going to say that they're coming in from a previous iteration of the timeline. Like, we already have characters that are aware right. of su- things such as this. See, I don't think that's true because Nomura has said that remake is part of the final fan of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. Right. So I'm pretty sure that Crisis Core and Dirge of Servers are in the continuity of remake, whatever they're doing with it. But you know, it also could be incorrect. I'm. It's interesting because it. While this game is a straight PSP remake, it does recontextualize and give you more information as to what could be happening yes. in the world. 
of Final Fantasy VII and the repercussions it could have for remake in the future. Yes. Especially since they are going to Nibelheim next. Um, yes. And, all and Zach is alive. And Zach is alive. Somehow. Um, somehow. Somehow. Zach Fair somehow, has returned. Somehow Zach Fair has returned. <laughs> um, uh, I'm very excited to see how they... <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Work I don't know if "excited" out. is a hundred percent the word, but I. No, am it is excited. for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, apprehensive. In I some really, ways. I just really hope that when Genesis shows back up, he's not still quoting "Loveless." I hope he. I is. want him to move on to a different. Yeah, find a different play. Poem. Yeah, or a poem. Yeah. I don't know. I want him to latch on and make his entire personality the lead character for a different poem. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want it to be loveless. Just keep going. Just keep going. And I want, I implore Nomura and them to give me high res versions of the fights that happened in this game. Ugh, that, because they that, were, they're so good. Yeah, that is definitely one thing that irked me a lot about the game is all in random moments, all of a sudden it would be a lot lower quality. And it's just like this. It's it's just very strange how they put a lot of effort in some places and then the bare minimum of effort. Like they just imported the same .mov files. Yeah, Yeah. didn't change them at all. I don't know. I mean, we got the game fast. We got in like three months, yep. four months, they announced it, and then it came out. Yep. I mean. Rumored for a fair bit beforehand, but like official announcement time to release, very short. I didn't even know this was like rumored. I've like, I've been keeping an ear, an ear to the ground for it for a while. Like, um, but I, I loved it. I'm glad yes. I played it. Yes. I don't know if it was good. It's that feeling of, like, after you beat something. Uh, Th- this game and Birth by Sleep, or Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, are very... How dare you? They do similar oh, no, wait, things Birth by to Sleep me. is probably fair. Yes. I, I thought you were comparing 358 over no, no, 2. No, 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 no. I was, gonna, I was no, no, about no, no, to no. get upset. No, 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 no. Birth by Sleep One's a masterpiece. Cool. Yes. <laughs> wait. <laughs> yes. And oh. 358 over 2 is a masterpiece. This game is good. It's great, even. That's a discussion for another time. <laughs> Crisis Core and Birth by Sleep do similar things to me, and I think they also are trying to go for similar things. Not even, not even for just the surface level. Like ah, prequel to no, they're definitely going thing. for similar things. But but yeah, just the devastating ways that both of these games end to me. Even though like I knew <laughs> what the ending was Zach going to gets be, shot. In the face, <laughs> yeah, and he's still not dead. And you, and you he's see still it from, but you it's, see it's it from a first person dude. perspective too. It's yeah, that was unsettling. <laughs> it's vicious, brutal. It like I was upset that that Crisis Core is the first game that I can actively remember that I think like shook me and brought me to tears. It's it is viscerally upset. Yeah, it did not have the full weight. I will say it did not have the full weight of the end of Halo Reach 
for me mm, because eventually it does fade to black instead of letting you sort of exhaust yourself. Yeah. But that it, was annoying. I've, because I, I would have lasted forever in that battle. I'm just saying. No, I would have lasted for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it should have let, it should have just kept bringing in stronger guys. Yeah. And let me die that way. Right. Yeah. Instead of fading to black, in my opinion. I agree. Um, that would have made it more visceral. Um, but really, just Good getting God. shot in the face I like know. that. Oh. Hmm. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> and then Cloud. <sighs> I do a love strange that... scene with Cloud at the end. That doesn't quite make sense. I do just love that somehow in the year of our Lord 2022, going into 2023, there is still arguments over what is and is not true for Cloud yep. Strife. Yep. How many years later? 25 years later? 25, yeah. Because this was the 25th anniversary, right? I think so. Yeah, 97. I literally born the right. year 7. I was born the year 25 years later. Yes, there is 25. still an argument over what is and is not true in Cloud Strife's character background. Yes. Because. And I don't think Re- Rebirth is going to. No, they don't. They're not going to do any. Make it I don't any think better. it's going to make anything clear. <laughs> I think it is. If anything, it will be. It'll worse. muddy it even more. Yeah. Uh, which I welcome. I look forward so to it. That's the one thing I, I don't know that I I look forward to. Because, it, like, it was really... The way they did it in Final Fantasy was really weird. Like, the whole thing in his mind of repairing his uh, memory and all that stuff. It was very strange. But by the end, it was pretty clear what had happened. Like, because you saw basically all the stuff happen with Zack in it. Um... And it gave you a pretty explicit explanation of why Cloud's memories had been like that. So it is kind of annoying for this to come in. And just because, not even because it's like intentionally casting doubt on stuff, just because it is confusing. Um, and and like it's and because there is, like they don't give you all the information. That's the only reason why people are doubting what has actually happened. Now... It's entirely possible that they will change all of that story when it, when they come to it in the, in the next remake uh, game. But it, it it's just kind of I don't know. That's that's the thing that I'm kind of like, ugh, this is dumb. <sighs> yeah, but I think that's part of the beauty of it is that we can look at the stuff that's dumb and still. Enjoy it. Yeah. In a way. You don't, you, we know what we're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know what they're going to do. Like, it's, so it's such a weird thing. I brother, know. I've what... watched seven seasons of Riverdale. <laughs> I know <laughs> that I don't like good stuff sometimes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I do know that this is great. (laughs) (laughs) At least for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm going to drag Seth through all of it. Every single bit of the money. And he's going to begrudgingly go. (laughs) 
There will we'll, be a we'll point dra- that may break We'll him. drag him together, David. <laughs> um, Look, I'm going to do it of my own volition. I also want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. You're just not as excited about it. No, I am excited. I just think specific things are being confusing, not because of choices, but because of lack of choices, which I think is frustrating. Yeah, I get it. Man, what Zach is alive? Who knows? Hopefully we'll find out, but we probably won't. Yeah. But we can hope. <laughs> but we probably won't. What was it a displaced? Is it a displaced Zach? Oh my God, I just had a horrible idea. Go ahead. What if the remake, like, timeline is just where, like, everyone from the original Seven timeline, like, they go into the live stream. This is where they end up. Is somehow just another iteration, and some of them happen to retain or know of the previous iteration. I don't know. I just, I, I think I, I just had the, just the thought that the remake timeline may have something to do with the live stream. And when does the geo stigma come? And when does it come? Hopefully, never. <laughs> Well, when do you Kadaj again? You hopefully, the other two <laughs> wrong laws. Wrong. I hope they Kadaj laws throw that dumb. out. Yazoo never happens. Yazoo. Yeah, Yazoo. They were super cool. Seth. They fight cool and say stupid things. I want more of them. They are the they are <laughs> the love children of Genesis and Sephiroth. <laughs> oh God. They truly are. They come back, but they have red hair this time. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> like, if they came back and they were Genesis's, Genesis's, Genesis's. Yes. Genesis. Oh, you, yes. Okay. Now we're on board. We just, <laughs> just bring it all the way back oh around. Um, or alternatively, one of them embodies each of the first class guys. You know, like one is a Sephiroth, one is a Genesis, one is an Angeal. And Cloud is their Zack. <laughs> Man, give me a game of the boys. And being Zach boys. is their Aerith. Yeah. <laughs> Zack is their Aerith. Give me a game of those boys being boys. No. <coughs> the three of them doing adventures. Uh, killing being, Turks. Being crazy powerful. <laughs> Sephiroth. Oh, them. I thought, I thought you meant the, the sons. They just destroyed that <laughs> whole town just because... I mean, that was in a digital simulation. Yeah. But, uh, like, man. The the Mako cannon. Yeah, I'd love yeah, to yeah. see them. In Junon. Uh, oh, man. So good. Well, Speaking of, we never, we never made mention to, of best girl, Cisne. Who, yeah. I guess at the end of that game, she gets in a helicopter to go find Zack and just flies forever, never showing, <laughs> never showing up again. Yeah, what what helicopter found Zack? It had none to be Reno and Rude. No, none of them. He got pulled into the sky. No, Zack, because when he finds all the fights, all the infantrymen, there's a helicopter. So someone found him. No one found him. Like the so the Midgard troops also had helicopters shooting rockets at you. Okay. All right. So you're saying 
And none of the Turks found them, but the troopers found them. I guess so. Like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You'd think they knew where this big fight was going on, but... he. All I know is at yeah. the end, after he dies, he gets pulled up into the sky by, by Angel's ghost. And presumably goes into the live stream. And they never find his body. Okay. And I don't think Cisne has a defined ending, even in like the other uh, compilation projects. So uh, she could still be around. Yeah. Just I mean, there's a bunch of Turks that in before Crisis, I, I guess they, I was reading about it yesterday. I think in the the plot of that game, they end up having to go into exile and so there's a bunch of former Turks that are just, I guess, living. Yeah, uh, like all like all the characters of that game are living in different places across the globe. And we'll know more about them when we play. What's it called on mobile? Yeah, assuming they ever crisis, yeah, ever they, crisis. However, they incorpor- incorporate the before crisis stuff. I doubt I'm going to like the gameplay for that game. But you're gonna play it. Oh yeah. Oh man. That's, <laughs> yeah. That, I'm so definitely excited for it. that one. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I should be, but <laughs> I will play it. I'll probably spend yeah. money on it. Oh, you bet. <laughs> you bet. You betcha. Um, I'll just switch my occasional couple bucks towards Disney uh, Mirrorverse to <laughs> Ever Crisis. Yeah. To Ever Crisis. Yeah. Um, or your Fortnite money. Instead of getting skins no, in Fortnite, no, you get them in a... Ever sorry, crisis. that's a specific part of the budget. I did drop like 35 bucks on My Hero Academia skins. <laughs> but, you know... You know, they can, never, they can never put a Cloud skin in there because that would make him canonically... That would make it canonically part of Final Fantasy VII. And I don't even know if Nomura could write his way out of that. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Uh, you could just do the cloud from Kingdom Hearts. Mm, that's true. And say that the Fortnite world is just another star in the sky, you know? Yep. I will say the biggest moment for me in this game, I don't know about y'all, but was the Sephiroth fight. And the moment that one winged angel hits is so <laughs> special. Yeah, it 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 is always a guaranteed pop-off moment yeah whenever one winged angel yeah it's yeah. even in in that cutscene of of the the fight with him and angel and genesis when he starts to take over and the one winged angel beats yeah. start coming in it's like oh boy yeah. i know what's about to happen here <laughs> yeah, yeah really yeah. It, i hadn't had a good one winged angel pop-off until the last one was the smash <laughs> announcement which yeah, yeah. oh i oof. The feelings I have. It is. When it is a perfect. Happened. It is a perfect theme for that yeah, character. Because you just you know you like. I don't know if there's a more iconic video game theme. I'll. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but like when that hits, you know exactly what's happening. It tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hmm. Man. Um, I'm going to listen to one angel on the ride home. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to listen to it while I'm walking the dog because I still have to do that. Um, But yeah, what a special game. Let us know what you think. 
if you listened to all of this, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, if you didn't, I understand. Um, but uh, with that, I, I think our conversation about Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is is done. Um, suplex certified for me. Absolutely. I, of course, everyone everyone should play this game even even uh, when you try and do like everything with the side missions and stuff it's still not a long experience and yeah. overall i'd say it's still a good one yeah just for the it, fact that you can play it really quickly i think it's, yeah it can, it's a recommend yeah absolutely and it's a good play it's yeah. good i enjoyed it uh and you and feel super powerful and it's a lot cheaper than other ps5 games that's very true yeah um so with that, we will I th- I think we'll talk at you next week. I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure we will. Uh because I do I do want to talk about Pokemon. I've been playing and I, I haven't got to talk about it. Um and I will say, Seth, you haven't started it right yet. I have not. Okay. Um I've a small teaser. A lot of the new Pokemon in the beginning are very endearing. And I am really enjoying that experience. I love that. So um, I'm excited to talk about Pokemon again. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll probably have an episode next week. Uh, I implore you to start, Seth, because you need to meet some of these cute little creatures. Uh, I'm I stayed relatively unspoiled from the new ones nice. uh, that exist, and so to run into them is very fun. Um, but. With that, we will talk at you next week. Goodbye. Happy New Year. See ya.